This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. We're back with Tim Lawrence. TimothyJLawrence.com is the blog, and he's been through a lot in his life. His purpose now is helping other people who have gone through the same or even worse. You know, Tim, we were just talking about this, actually. The, the name of the show, what we talk about is Life on Purpose. It's, we talk about turning pain into purpose and and obstacles uh into opportunities and it sounds like you're living that you're doing just that so you know to me my question for you really is about tim how how do you you know how do you advise other people that are going through something because i mean we're all going through something at some time you know how do you advise somebody while you can't say (laughs) Because, you know, you make this point very clear in, in your blog. You can't say everything happens for a reason. Um, you can't necessarily say that. What do you say? How can you advise them to take a look and mm-hmm. maybe shift the perspective? Well, that's a, that's a great question. And I would say, well, first of all, um, you know, I would only ever do any advising. And when I do do advising, I don't do it in the immediate wake of a devastation. So in the immediate days and weeks afterwards, I am simply there. I am simply acknowledging. But once a person is, once a person has begun to wrap their brain around what happened, and I'm just saying, I mean, just in, in an infinitesimal way, um, I would say a few things. First of all, um, I think it's really, really important to understand that when you are in the midst of a loss or you're just trying to make a shift in your life, maybe you're not facing a, a great devastation, but maybe you're in a job that you hate, or maybe you're in a relationship that's toxic, or, or maybe you're simply not doing at all what you feel like you should be doing with your life and you feel like your life is wasting away. Um, I think it's very, very important first to take stock of what it is that you have and assess what it is that you don't actually need. In other words, I think it's very, very important for people to ask themselves the question, am I, am I happy with what I have, and can I actually be happy with what I have? Um, and I'm, I'm addressing this particularly to people who want to make a shift, because there's a, you know, I work with different kinds of people, and there are those who are in extraordinary grief and they need, I think, one set of resources. And then there are those others who are simply often beset by their own self-sabotage or their own isolation. Maybe they have gone through a period of of significant suffering or grief and they want to make changes, but they don't know how. And I find that often people are ingratiated with 
a sense of feeling like they always have to have more. And that itself is a cause of almost unimaginable suffering. And I bring that up uh, primarily because, first of all, I mean, I, when I left corporate America, I, by any standard definition, I've never been rich, but I was doing just fine. And I was living a very, very standard American consumerist lifestyle. Uh, and I was immensely unhappy with what I was doing. And I now certainly make less money. Um, I certainly don't have any sort of corporate prestige behind my back, yet I'm a thousand times more fulfilled. I feel like I have a thousand times more purpose and a thousand times more meaning. And that's one of the reasons for that was be is that I was able to, over a long process, this did not happen overnight, but over a long process, I was able to learn to actually value what I already had, what I already owned, and what was already in my life. And I mean, I, I actually am I'm very heavily influenced by Stoic philosophy, which uh, I think is a, a brilliant philosophy, uh, a, a brilliant philosophy of life. Um, I highly recommend it to people. I, because the Stoics, they very much valued the prudence of overcoming your own insati insatiability, because we are intrinsically very insatiable. We always want more. And I think that wanting more, wanting things to be different, wanting the next thing, whatever that is, is one of the greatest precluders of us actually making a shift of our life. Now, that's a little bit different than if you are in a really hellish place, if your life is really, really dark. You can focus on simply doing one thing, as in, if you're in bed all day, you can literally focus on starting with getting out of bed and going outside for one hour. Or you can say, if you're, if you're sitting in your room and you are isolated, which, which is, by the way, extremely common, and I think that this is one of the things I was trying to address in my blog post, is that platitudes and so forth are often extremely isolating, and people in grief are often completely alone. Millions of people at this very moment feel, not only are they grieving, they feel completely alone. And so I would encourage someone who is in grief to, if they're, if they're feeling incredibly isolated, just make a connection with one person. That's it. Or, or exercise for five minutes. Or talk to somebody that you haven't spoken to in three years for five minutes. Um, these, these are just, they seem like nothing. They seem like absolute nothing. But I can tell you that when I literally thought that I might have like some sort of genetic disorder four or five years ago or cancer or, you know, the doctor said I might be having strokes before he realized that it was epilepsy again. I was literally home most of the time. I took a leave of absence from work. I was alone almost all the time. I completely shut out most of the world. I was angry. I was bitter. I was upset. And, I, and it was in time that I realized that I was a slave to my own insatiability. And I think just as importantly, I was, <clears throat> I was devastated. By the, isolation, by the isolation that I had kind of brought on myself. Um, some friends did sort of disappear from my life. Some people who I needed disappeared. But the thing is, is, the thing about loneliness, the thing about isolation is that it compounds, it feeds on itself. And so over time, I wasn't even consciously thinking of this at the time, but over time, I started to do small things. Like 
I would go outside for an hour, or I might exercise for a few minutes, or I would call someone, or I would read a book, or I would, <clears throat> or I would not buy something that I thought that I needed. And that, that had an extraordinary compounding effect. Um, you know, Darren Hardy's book is, is a pretty brilliant overview of how, of how the tiniest changes in one's life can really compound. Um, when I was just completely beset by, uh, by seizures and allergic reactions to drugs and so forth, I would say, okay, what is it that I can actually control in this situation? And that's, that's something that I really bestow to people. If you're in a really adverse circumstance, focus on what it is that you can actually control. And this is also largely another stoic principle because we tend to spend the vast majority of our time thinking on and trying to action things that we either have no control over or only little control over. And, and I think that that's partly because of how we've just sort of evolved, sort of our, our nervous systems tend to desire instant gratification. We often want to plan for things. We want to complain about things more than we want to do things. We're all guilty of this. I am definitely guilty of this. But I think that if you actually pull yourself in and if you're facing a hell of a situation, you actually ask yourself, okay, what is it in this situation that I can actually control? And then take initiative towards doing that whatever that is, not only is yeah. it extraordinarily liberating, it brings about a, an increased sense of confidence, it brings about an increased sense of well-being, it brings about an increased sense of what we like to call happiness and obsess over, then, you know, the happiness question, and it also brings an increased sense, ironically, of control. Have you, Tim, I, Tim, have you read Viktor Frankl's book? A Man's Search for Meaning? Yes. Because mm-hmm. okay. what you're saying, I mean, to me, in in uh, in a nutshell, is that that whole idea of what you can find the mm-hmm. the the next step or whatever that is, the next action, and that you always have control over something. You right. know that there's a there. It may seem like many things are out of your control, but yet you always do have. There is something that. That you can control and then a lot of what you've you've just kind of uh, talked about too has been i'm hearing gratitude you know just the idea mm-hmm. of being grateful for what you do have the things that you do have and, and shifting that focus from all the things that are bad which i mean if you if you think about when we do focus the things that we focus on become bigger you know we look at how right. traffic sucks or our job sucks or whatever it is. Right. And then you, you focus on those things and they, they can overwhelm and overtake you eventually. Yet if you can focus on, Hey, I'm breathing today, <laughs> you know, just something so simple. Um, you know, it, 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 it can make a big difference, but let me ask you about gratitude. Cause I think this is where gratitude mm-hmm. kind of gets a little funky. And this right. is this is gonna this is gonna be something that I think, um, you know, kind of rubs up against your piece a little bit too. So, how big of a role does gratitude play in this whole process of transforming a trial into a triumph, pain into purpose, etc.? We'll ask that question, and Tim answers next. Tim Lawrence, TimothyJLawrence.com, the blog. And you can get more info, by the way, full show notes at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero zero four. 
If you'd love to grab the newsletter, find out how you can get tips, tricks, inspiration on a daily basis to turn your pain into purpose, right? Your um, obstacle into opportunity, the adversity into advantage. Well, of course, we'll give them to you at justinbarkley.com, but you can text in right now on your phone. Just text the number 44222 and my name, Justin, just my name, Justin, the 44222. You get an email um, or a little text message back that asks for your email. Send that back and you're in. More with Tim Lawrence next. I'm Justin Barkley. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barkley on the Blaze Radio Network.